can we trust the Bible? This is an important question and everyone will end up deciding if they trust the Bible or not. And we have to make up our minds because the Bible makes audacious claims about itself. There's so many examples we could look at, but here's just one. It contains the words of eternal life. That's a claim the Bible makes about itself. So Christians and non-Christians both have to answer the question of if they trust the Bible and to what degree. Well, there's so much I'd love to say on this topic. We're going to look at four reasons today that we should trust the Bible. The first is Jesus taught that the scriptures are the word of God, even the Old Testament. Second, Jesus taught that the scriptures are true, even the historical parts. Third, other writings at the time, especially of the New Testament, confirm important details just like the Bible. And fourth, the New Testament writers were willing to die for what they wrote. So first, Jesus taught the scriptures were the word of God. We're going to start with Jesus. He's a respected figure whom historians affirm died for his teaching. So what did he have to say? Well, when he's asked a question about marriage in Matthew 22 and what happens after death, here's how he answers that question. He says, haven't you read what was spoken to you by God? He doesn't say, haven't you read what was written or haven't you heard what was spoken? He says, no, haven't you read what was spoken? And he goes on to quote the Old Testament and he's quoting it as the words of God. He does this time and time again because numerous times when Jesus is asked a question, he responds with, haven't you read? And then he points them back to the Old Testament scriptures because he believed they were the authoritative word of God. In fact, Jesus rarely teaches anything without quoting from or referencing the Old Testament because he believed it was true. And more than just being true, it was the word of God. Well, our second point, Jesus taught that the scriptures were true, like I said, even the historical parts, though. In Matthew 19, he's asked a question about marriage and divorce. And we see Jesus's high view of the Old Testament here, but also his affirmation of how it's historical. And this is how he replies. He says, haven't you read that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female? He's affirming and quoting Genesis 1 as the scriptures, as authoritative. And this shows that he believed Adam and Eve were real people, that Abraham and Moses will see in other places were real people. He, he talks about Jonah getting swallowed by a fish like it really happened in Joshua and even the flood of Noah and so many other historical details. In fact, all of them that he references, he references as true. He affirmed the historical reliability of the Old Testament, that it's true, not less than what it says historically, but even more so. Well, our third point. Other writings at the time confirm the same important details that we are leveraging to make our case about the trustworthiness of the scriptures. Flavius Josephus was a first century Jewish historian and he wrote a few works. One of them though is Antiquities of the Jews. And here's what he says in a brief passage about Jesus. He says, at the time of Pilate, there was a wise man who was called Jesus. His conduct was good and he was known to be virtuous. And many people from among the Jews and the other nations became his disciples. Pilate condemned him to die and to be crucified, but those who had become his disciples did not abandon his discipleship. They reported that he had appeared to them three days after his crucifixion and that he was alive. Accordingly, he was perhaps the Messiah concerning whom the prophets have recounted wonders. Now, Josephus himself does not seem to believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead, but he tells us a lot of other data points, evidentiary points that we have to bring together and ask, how do we make best sense of it? Well, what we see here and from many other extra biblical writings is Jesus existed. Contrary to what some people in YouTube comment sections want to say, Jesus was a historical figure and he was highly regarded and he was crucified by the Romans. And those who were closest to him believed he rose from 
the dead. And they don't abandon their discipleship even under extreme duress and threat of death. But like I said, there are so many other extra-biblical writings that confirm many details about Jesus. But I want to focus on that last point because it transitions us to our fourth supporting evidence today. The New Testament writers were willing to die for what they wrote. In their own writings and reflected in the writings of others, Jesus' disciples believed he rose from the dead. They were willing to die for this claim. And while there are many examples we could look at, let's just look at James. We see in the Gospels that James, Jesus' half-brother, and in fact Jesus' family, thought he was crazy. They didn't believe him. They wanted him to go away quietly and stop embarrassing himself and them. But then after the resurrection, we actually see James, the same James, the half-brother of Jesus, go on to be the leader of the Jerusalem church. And it's not just like it was a play for power after his half-brother died. No, ultimately he's martyred for his faith. His faith in his brother, whom he used to think was crazy, but then came to believe in and worship as God. What can account for that type of change, especially with one of your own family members? Seeing the resurrected Jesus, seeing him die, and seeing him come back to life. And he was willing to die for the things he wrote about his brother, whom he affirmed as God. Now you might ask, how is this different from other religious extremists today who are willing to die for their claims? And, and if you have that question, that is a reasonable question. But there's a key difference. Jesus' disciples were in a place to know if what they wrote was true, and they died for it still. Today's religious extremists do not have that kind of firsthand knowledge. Now, many people will die for something they believe to be true, but this is key. No one dies for something they know to be a lie. And the disciples were in the place to know, and they still went to their deaths, many of them, affirming the truths that the scriptures claim. So we've seen four things today. Jesus taught the scriptures are true, even the Old Testament. He believed they're the words of God, even the historical parts. Other writings at the time confirmed the same important details. And fourth, the New Testament writers were willing to die for what they wrote. Where else can we go to find what God actually says except in the scriptures? There's nowhere else we can go that has the words of eternal life.